there's just so much advancement and so much good plant science that we just don't need those ingredients. And Carrie Lynn and I both love the fact that it's kind of like how we eat. The more kind of high potency, high nutrient ingredients we put on our skin, the better. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realized it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hey everyone, it's Linz. Welcome to the podcast. We it was so funny. A few weeks ago, we spoke at Blogats in Arizona and we spoke about podcasting 101 and we let the crowd listen to our old intro. Do you remember that? It was a guy, don't know where he's from. I actually want to meet him one day, but it, it was to the tune of like Missy Elliott. He's like, we're Krista and Lindsay, the Almost 30 Podcast, talking about... Blah, blah, blah. I actually don't even remember what he said, but damn, was he charismatic. I'm just trying to be like him. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. You guys mean the world to us. If you haven't done that yet, yes, I'm going to ask you to. Um, it really does help us out, so definitely subscribe so that the new episodes are in your box every Tuesday. And if you love the podcast or you want to tell us something, review on iTunes. And if you really love it, recommend it to your friends. That's how we've grown. Honestly, word of mouth is everything. So thank you, thank you. All right, let's hop right into it because I have no one else to talk to. So it's a little awkward. Do you agree? <laughs> um, okay, so we have on this week the founders of uh, Cap Beauty, Carrie Lynn Palmer and Cindy DePrima. Uh, they are best friends who started this business not too long ago, 2015. They opened up a brick and mortar shop in New York. Um, but Cap Beauty is really, really special. Um, at Cat Beauty, they believe that beauty is wellness, wellness is beauty, and we exist to share the products, practices, and knowledge that create true radiance. And they believe that the power of plants are at work to create that radiance, to create that change both inside your body and out. All of their products are like high vibration. You know, they are living, they're breathing things that really enhance your life in more ways than just aesthetically. You know, we really want to empower our listeners to make the right choices when it comes to products and practices. And we know you will love this episode. They they shoot us straight on a lot of what's going on in the beauty industry. They're so kind, you know, but they are really focused on their mission And we go into their story about starting this really successful business and their 
daily rituals, which we always love to hear about, the ways in which they've healed themselves personally with products like those carried at Cap Beauty. Yeah, I just, I adore these women. They're like, they're like soft angel badasses, you know, because they're just so grounded and kind and they really listen and they're very present, you know, for as busy and as big as they're getting. They really were. And it was just such a pleasure to talk to them. So if you're in New York, definitely stop by Cap Beauty. And yeah, so listen to this episode. Let us know what you think. Uh, you can also visit capbeauty.com and peruse the website. I'm currently on there and I'm looking under the body and bath. Need a bath bomb. Anybody else? Okay. I love you guys. Krista loves you too. And uh, we are so excited to connect with you more. So stay tuned for uh, in-person events, for future podcasts that we're super pumped about, for products. If you haven't checked out our merch on our website, almost30podcast.com, check it out. All right, guys, enjoy this episode. Hum Nutrition. Chloe and I love Hum Nutrition. Oh, yeah. Don't oh, we? Yeah. What's your favorite product? The red carpet, hands down. Dude, it makes a difference. Like my face is- It's crazy. My face is like a face that I would want to show off to everyone. It's like a face <laughs> that you want to be your face. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm okay I with me. I want this face to face the world. <laughs> yeah. I literally- but, but Seriously, like red carpet yeah, is- like I would leave my house with this face. Yeah, I would be okay with like not wearing makeup and leaving my house with this face. So Hum Nutrition has the best products. It's all premium quality, recommended by nutritionist, uh, gluten-free, GMO-free, clinically proven proven, pure and potent. They can also return it if you don't love it. It's natural. There is absolutely nothing that's not perfect and amazing about home nutrition. The packaging is on point. Every product works. We love, love, love them. So go to humnutrition.com, check out all their products, check out the red carpet. I use it too. It really helps your skin feel plump. Your skin, your nails, your hair, your hair. You get a boyfriend if you take it. Yeah, absolutely. It comes with a boyfriend. It's it's buy one, get a boyfriend. Secretly on the low, it's called no longer single (laughs) by hum. Um, So humnutrition.com, use the code almost30nation, A-L-M-O-S-T, 30, the numbers, and then nation for 15% off and join the secret Facebook group. Tell let's us, talk about it. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. your new boyfriend. And your, new, and your face that you and are the, proud your, of. And your beautiful face. You want to see it. <laughs> Enjoy, guys. We've been looking forward to talking with you. Our community just loves what you're doing, especially our, our babes in New York have been to your store, so we've been chatting about it. And we're just really in awe of how you've created, you know, it's more than just a store. It's like a movement. It's a part of this movement that's happening right now. So really inspiring. We'd love to hear about, we know you guys are friends of over 20 years and Krista and I are friends in business as well. So we're always so curious to know, you know, kind of what your story is, what what has been so rewarding and really challenging about that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we feel so lucky that we get to work together and be on this kind of wild ride together. Mm. We were speaking to someone this morning and this is Carrie Lynn. I had had a business partner in the past and that did not end in a way that was great, Mm. you know, for lots of reasons. Like I hadn't set up the structure for it to end and it was kind of a more immature relationship. So Mm. um, I had always had this kind of thing that I would joke, kind of not joke, where I would say I would never have a business partner. And Cindy 
just didn't accept that for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we're different. <laughs> and I always just thought like, hmm, it would be fun to have a business with Carrie Lynn. But, <laughs> and then she had this idea for the natural beauty store. And it was like, that is genius. And I didn't really let her forget it or drop it. And <laughs> I basically persisted. <laughs> yes. So it was great because I don't think it was like I woke up one day, but it almost happened that way where it's like, I woke up and was like, Oh, the scale that I want to do this at and the kind of scope I want and impact this business to have, I didn't want to do on my own. And to be really honest, I didn't think I could do on my own. And Cindy was just the perfect, perfect, most logical partner for that to happen. I've always respected her style and her work ethic and just her as a person and a human so much that it made a lot of sense. And our interests are so, so similar and they've grown so much together that it's, it's amazing to like have a best friend to yeah. do this with because you guys know it's all consuming and right. it never stops and not have somebody you know, there's only so much you can tell your husband. Right. <laughs> and totally. It's really nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and to, mm. to agree with and like to get to the bottom of like, why do we disagree about this? That's interesting. Right. And, you know. Yeah. I think I, we think all the time about it because it does work so well. And, and as Carrie Lynn said, she's been in a business partnership that didn't work that well. And so we don't take it for granted. But it, I, I really think it boils down to we have very, a very strong shared ethic and we have a very strong shared sense of what we want for the business and what we want out of the business. And I think if we weren't aligned in those things, it wouldn't be the same story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very... I mean, I think that this is a word that's used a lot these days. It's become quite ubiquitous, but we are really mission-driven mm-hmm. in a way that is not just lip service. Like it, this, What we're doing really means the world to yeah. us. It's transformed us as people. We've seen it transform others. So for us, it really is about getting up each day and figuring out how to share that with as many yeah. as possible. And that, that guides all of the decisions. Yeah. I mean, if we were if we were more free-floating, each decision that came up would actually be something we'd have to figure out and discuss. But when there's such a strong mission, you know what the answer is. Yeah, we have a North Star that we constantly touch back to. And when we deviate off course and we're confused about something, it's like, oh, what's that North Star? How does it relate here? And I think that that like, not to be doling not business advice to people, but that is like something that's I what we're here for. Girl. <laughs> that's yeah. why you're being interviewed. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. <laughs> you are the experts. Yeah. <laughs> is disguise every decision Definitely. and it makes them really, really clear Easy and clear. Yeah. Mm. Did that was that vision evolving or was that something you guys had immediately and you guys have stayed? We literally created a manifesto like in our very early days yeah. of CAP. And it was one of the easiest things we ever did. I think we're at like Le Pen Couturier, and We just like sat down and like wrote it out on a sheet of paper or a napkin or something. Mm-hmm. And it was very effortless. It was just like, we yeah. write together, we co-write, like we literally kind of are in each other's heads. And we just wrote it out. And I think there's maybe eight points on it, seven points. Yeah. Um, and it was just seamless. And we've never modified it. No. Is that true? No, yeah, we've no, never we've even never touched modified it. it. It's, and it still is. It's sort of our internal... Not to be confused with a manifesto that we recently is part of our book. That's kind of like a manifesto of this lifestyle. But the actual first manifesto that we wrote, which was our business manifesto, is, um, you know, it has points on it like 
everyone should leave Cat Beauty feeling better than when they walked in. Mm. And that just, it's everyone. It's not, yeah. it, it's yeah. not just customers. It's not just yeah. people everyone. who come for expensive treatments. It's literally anyone who delivers our mail, anything. And if that, if we can serve that way, we'll have loyalty. Yeah. And you guys then get it tattooed on your backs, right? <laughs> you have to have oh, the yeah. manifesto tattooed on your body. I think oh, that's the rule. Naturally. You're like, it's white ink, it's on my wrist. Very totally. tiny. <laughs> it is constantly in our mind though. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's really helpful. How do you create that sense of community in your business among your employees in your stores and corporate? That must be difficult as you grow um, for the brand to be consistent across the board, you know, staying close to that manifesto, that mission. How do you do that? Well, to be honest, um, I think it starts with the hire we choose to bring into the to bring into the mess mix. As we grow, it is, I think, gonna be something that we have to work harder at. We haven't had to work that hard at it because mm-hmm. most of the people we've attracted are sort of here because of the mission. Although some of them aren't and they've had their own like journeys and that is really exciting That's to see. Exciting. Like we've had some who, you know, came onto the company because they liked the brand or the position was something that aligned with what they did or, you know, whatever their reasons were, but they weren't necessarily fully driven by our mission. Mm-hmm. Not that they were anti, they just it hadn't gotten to them yet. And yeah. then I think the more you work around, you know, cult leaders. <laughs> and then they realized that their jobs were dependent on it and they changed their minds. You know, and some people like there's so many varying degrees, right? Of health and wellness. And some people are at one stage and others are at another. So it's like a really, really broad spectrum. And we don't expect at all, I mean, ourselves included to be, we're never going to know everything. So it's just like a jumping in point and exposure and, you know, we believe that like this kind of lifestyle makes people feel better. And so once they start dipping their toes in it, more often than not, they just keep going. It's pretty rare for them to stop or be like, I don't like this. Maybe they do. Maybe they quit then. I don't know. But like we have a really strong core group of people that are all at different places in their kind of journey, like I said. Yeah. But they're all, they all seem like they're interested, you know. Yeah. It's, not, it's not just random that they work here. Right. And what was the dipping in the toe toes for you guys? Like, what was your? Because you guys, I mean, you guys have been doing this for a, a long time, relatively speaking to my awareness of clean beauty. You know, I've actually just sort of been familiarizing myself with this space. So, what was your sort of first experiences with it, and that made you really become passionate about it? I think it's it's an interesting question because both Carrie Lynn, this is Cindy speaking, but both Carrie Lynn and I. I would probably classify as more as wellness people or maybe skincare and wellness people than classically as beauty people. Um, We both have had a long interest in alternative health and wellness practices and self-help practices. And I think that that avenue has been probably a, a, a more active path for us than straight up beauty and then converting our beauty products to natural beauty. We both got into it through health for health reasons. I would say Carrie Lynn was diagnosed with celiac for a couple years before we had this idea and launch. And she started, she had a, another, another business, another store. 
more fashion and accessories. And but she did start a small selection of natural beauty in that store and sort of fell in love with it as a as a retailer fell in love with it that way, but also as a personal consumer of it. Mm-hmm. Around the same time, I mean, I was coming from sort of a lifelong interest in health and wellness, but also uh, starting a family. And I think being much more conscious, we, we both put ourselves in a category that we recognized early on. And we were people that probably prioritized health and wellness in our food and in our fitness more than in our beauty. And that was something that we recognized as just a bigger trend. Like so many women we knew were buying organic groceries, going to yoga, starting meditation practices, but then would go to the bathroom and use these products that weren't in alignment with that yeah. at all. And it, it made sense to us that if they were given the right options and opportunities to convert that, they would. And that's exactly yeah. what... I think that Cindy was more interested in like the health and wellness part. And I was like almost more interested in like the self-help because I physically felt so terrible all the time from having celiac that I actually didn't recognize I wasn't deep enough in to notice how much food impacted me. So I was like a person who was just like into food, but not in the way that I am now. It was like more about like artisanal food and you know, that kind of thing. So I had never really felt those effects. And then when I did feel that effect, I did a, cleanse. Cindy had introduced me to Chris Carr. I think that was like six or seven years ago. Actually, I actually don't know Chris Carr. Did you say who is Chris Carr? Yeah, I actually don't know who's Chris mm-hmm. Carr. She's amazing. She is, you guys um, should know her. She's great. She had, I believe she first made a movie possibly called Crazy Sexy Cancer. And then yeah. she did a book called Crazy Sexy Diet. Yeah. I don't know that you'd call her a cancer survivor. I don't totally understand the cancer component, but she was diagnosed with like stage four of some very rare form of cancer and was given options to have kind of some radical surgeries and whatnot and has worked closely with like Harvard MDs and she has a team of doctors, but also found a lot of alternative methods of healing, including going plant-based and juicing and doing a lot of the things that Carrie Lynn and I are both into Um, And also like emotional healing and that kind of stuff. And she was, I think like Oprah was a big supporter of hers and she, um, but her book is really brilliant and it's similar in a way to our philosophy. It's stylistically very different, but similar to our philosophy in that it's, it's not just one avenue. You have to kind of incorporate the rituals, the food, the products, everything, everything comes together. But she, when she put her book out, Crazy Sexy Diet, I think yeah. the book is called. One of the suggestions in the book was doing like a 21-day experimentation with veganism. And Carrie Lynn and I did it together. Yeah. And Cindy was I, I was already... How long like, ago was this? How many years ago was this? I don't know. I want to say like seven. Six but or I, seven I think like ago. six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like... Carrie Lynn was a media, like a big media, like a huge mm-hmm. media. Like, I, knew <laughs> yeah. I was friends with the guys at Autumn and Nelly. And for me, it was really <laughs> a way to mark celebrations and also just like day-to-day life. Um, and I drank and I ate and, and then I did this thing and it just like cracked me open. Yeah. Like, Carrie Lynn's long. also, I don't know anyone who loves and connects to animals more than Carrie Lynn. And yeah. so I think it also, one of the things about, eating that way is 
the peacefulness of it and yeah. it affects you whether or not you expect it to or not. Yeah. It you just like ahimsa is real. Yeah. Like when you eat in a way that doesn't inflict harm on people and yeah. when you stop ingesting the emotional terror yeah. of whatever you're eating. Yeah. It really affects you. And yeah. I think, it, you know, you don't even have to subscribe to it to feel its effects. Yeah. I had a big disconnect there that I wasn't aware of until I did that 21 day cleanse. And it really, like I said, like, kind of cracked me open. I was like, oh, wow, this is, um, I've been doing something that I don't actually subconsciously agree with. And I'm not saying that for anyone else. This is my, yeah, no, my choice and how I feel, but it, it really kind of aligned to those things and was like, oh, I'm just going to keep doing this. Yeah. And my friends were like, you know, because they knew me as like, if you were going to my house, you were having like a really amazing steak or, you know, yeah. like a thing from the butcher. Right. They just thought it was a trend and it's, right. um, it hasn't been a trend. It's like, it really has changed me. And then we've just gone deeper and deeper into all the practices, yeah. you know? Yes. So it was, obviously we were both really into food and mm-hmm. cooking and <laughs> feeding our families and, and feeding ourselves. And yeah. so when we launched CAP, we did start with some food products and ingestibles. And that's grown so much since we started. And we really just honestly responded to what people wanted. And it it was something we introduced because we really believed in it and felt strongly about it and wanted to include it. But it has grown because everybody else wants it too. Yeah, and they feel the effects. Yeah. I know for me... So are are you guys vegan now or are you... I'm not vegan because I think vegan is a much bigger word that means a lot of things. I know. Um, But I I don't... Yeah, we don't eat animal products. Yeah. I'm kind of the same vein. I had that same experience too where um, I was vegetarian for a long time, like 10 years. And then I was just like kind of had a thing and I was like, hmm, you know, like the the other products too. For me personally, this is only my experience as well. Not having animal products produces a nonviolence in my spiritual field that I really align with. And that's been something that's been very powerful for me. And that's led me to other ways to connect spiritually or like remove blocks from like receiving spiritually. Yeah, it opened up a lot. I mean, yeah. like I said, Cindy was way more oriented towards eating that way. Like I have barely any recollection of Cindy eating meat. Like I can't even think of a time, but for me, it was like really a transition and it really did open up a lot of other kind of gateways. And I do think, I think of it as really very much a spiritual practice. Yeah. Um, I think of it as like a freedom practice. Like, wow, I'm an adult. I can choose what Mm -hmm. (laughs) I eat. And it feels like to me, it just kind of, there's something exciting and liberating and cool about it. Yeah. Right. This is silly, but when I was home for, I was home with my family for Christmas and I like was eating before dinner and my mom walked in the kitchen and I was like, <laughs> and I just kept eating and she didn't say anything about it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm officially an adult. She like, didn't tell me to like stop eating before dinner. I was like, yo, this adorable. is like adulthood. I'm eating whenever <laughs> I want. Adorable. Right? I'm like, no one's telling me when or when I can't eat, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> how was your... I'm the opposite of that at my Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my mom was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm eating before dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and we are not almost 30. No, we are oh, almost... Oh, stop. <laughs> 
<laughs> Cindy, you said you like brought your family kind of like you kind of started with your family, whether it was cooking. Was there other ways in which you like incorporated like a holistic wellness lifestyle with your family? And how did they respond? So, you know, it's a it's a it's always evolving. And I always try to also not be so extreme that they want to, you know, you're always analyzing. Like you don't want to create a situation of rebellion. You don't want to, you don't want to stifle. I also happen to have two really small kids, and so I have to be really co- like conscious of not limiting their calories. And you know, of course, I want them eating fruits and vegetables and more of those. And it's always hard to get those into a child, but well, not. Not one of my one of my children only ever wants fruit. That's all she asks for. It's all she wants, <laughs> but, uh, which is great. But also, I just have to make sure they get diversity. And I think diversity is a word that we can all relate to. And you know, I think that one of my kids, if I didn't intervene, he would only live on cheese and bread. <laughs> so <laughs> I do my best to you know I'll make him waffles with buckwheat flour, and then that's. He's, it's not all wheat, it's something else. And I'll make him, you know, I'll give him like nut cheese sometimes on his sandwich just so it's a different food source. And I think that's that's really been helpful to think of it that way. Um, and then outside of the food, it's amazing. Maybe it's because I live in New York City and I'm sure it's the same in LA, but like my kids are schooled in all the yoga poses. They just know them. They, I think they get yeah. them in school, they get them through friends and what they so what they cool. learn out and about but they're they have a good understanding of a lot of the practices that as adults we kind of look to like my daughter understands the concept of deep breathing when she needs to calm down hmm. she's six yeah and nice. i didn't teach her that Wait, what? that's crazy i love that we were just ta- we just had a breath work event mm-hmm. and the whole idea behind it was bringing together kind of like different age groups to like just for them to have that as a tool as early as possible, I think is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's really cool. And then, you know, they understand it's important to move and they understand that quiet time and all of that kind of stuff. I think uh, uh, someone has so much more yeah. advanced now. It feels like it's just integrated into the fabric of kind of who they are. And I don't know if I'm speaking for just children yeah. that I know, but I do feel like they're just becoming more evolved and more evolved mm-hmm. and more evolved. Hopefully as we all become more evolved yeah. and consciously choose them to come into the yeah. planet. But I think they're, you know, compared to when we were kids, yeah. it's like light And they, years. you know, they pick up a lot through just osmosis and yeah. living around me. And someone I spoke to, this um, great guy named Mike Perrine, who is a, he's a colon hydrotherapist and he was a chef at Angelica's Kitchen and he's been deep in the health world for a long time and has an adult son. And I asked him sort of how he went about raising his son. And he said, I never lectured to him, but I always let him overhear me. Mm. Like when he was speaking about things of health and, you know, he said he just got a Vitamix that doesn't mean he doesn't also go out and like eat nachos sometimes, but mm. yeah, he's aware. He's like a kid with a much pro- probably deeper knowledge of health and it's available to him yeah. and he knows where to find it. Yeah. My niece, when we were just there for Christmas that I was just talking about, she thinks the way I eat is like absurd. She's actually a vegetarian and very much identifies with being a vegetarian. I don't talk about my diet with her. Like it's really rare actually yeah. that I, Cindy and I both don't really talk about our diet, even though we are right now. Um, <laughs> and she just texted me the other day. We were in, over there, like in Oregon for the holidays, and I made 
kind of a Caesar salad, like a vegan Caesar salad dressing. And I didn't talk about what was in it. It was just like, here's our Caesar salad. Cause that's when we always mm. eat at dinner. And she just texted me and asked me for the recipe and it awesome. made me so happy because it wasn't pushed at her. Like she no. would absolutely have been like, I don't eat that. Yeah. Right. But then she liked it. And I think that there's such an elegant way of just introducing people without, I mean, you put something down somebody's throat, like nobody's going to retain that. They might right. take it for like a day or two, but osmosis is really powerful. Yeah. And also I, we are all like, like to eavesdrop. So if you get to overhear somebody talking about something, it's kind of interesting to incorporate mm. that into your day to day without feeling like you have to right. inquire and then yeah. be held accountable if you don't do it. It's just like yeah. you get to dip your toes in the water. Right. On and I, I think there's power in like arriving there yourself, especially oh, when you're yeah. young, because then you don't look back and you're like, oh, they made me do it, but I'm here now and, and I like yours. it. But it's it's yeah, just like yours, empower- right? it's empowering. And, and, I think, and I'm also it. a big believer in not kind of wearing your labels. Yeah. Like I'm mm-hmm. vegan. Yeah. And then you've got the set of standards that you, you know what, if I woke up tomorrow and I had a compelling reason to eat an egg and it was important to me and I craved it, I probably would. Yeah. But totally. I'm also probably not going to wake up tomorrow and want that, but yeah. <laughs> it's not, I, I believe in yeah. sort of, I, as much as I believe in diving deep and in being committed to something and in like owning it, I also think it's a slippery slope when you talk to people who are like, I'm mostly vegan. Mm-hmm. If they really analyze their day. They're really not. Yeah. But well, when you lose the rigidity, there's when no you power lose, to it. Yeah. And then you don't, it doesn't become this thing where people have, are holding Watching themselves you. up to a standard or, yeah. yeah. You got to just do what works for you too. So whatever, you know, yeah. aligns with you. I think it was interesting yeah. too, when you ladies were just talking about, you know, the story with the kale salad and kind of just, I'm going to make this appetizing, delicious salad and I'm going to yeah. put it in a great way. And you didn't force it on anyone. You didn't tell anyone about it. And that sort of reminds me of what you're doing in Cat Beauty. So you're making this beautiful yes. store that's, that's aesthetically beautiful. pleasing, that is gorgeous, that is like aligned to all the values that we have right now, but then also too, it's good for you. And it's, yeah. you like know what I mean? Our friends over at Saqqara, we think they do it really beautifully. Oh, Whitney oh. and Danielle love yeah, them. So they have a beautiful, obviously like brand. And I have a friend who's like kind of an anti-vegan person. She like would <laughs> never order a delivery service that was vegan. And she orders Saqqara and she it took her like two or three times <laughs> to actually <laughs> recognize that there wasn't any meat in Saqqara. And we did that in our book as well. Like we have a manifesto in our book and it does talk about the power of plants, but there's nowhere in our book, I don't think that really talks about why you should be a vegan, why you should be plant-based. It's just like suggestions. And then you go through the book and it's like, oh, wow, I've cooked maybe seven recipes. And then there's nothing in here that's from the butcher. But we don't hit anybody over the head with it. And I think right. that's way more impactful. And I yeah. think that the Sakara girls do that so well because they're, they've just created a brand that people want to be a part of. And if 100%. we tried to do that at Cap as well, yeah. where it's like, we want people coming to Cap because they're the best products, not because it were just a natural store. Right. That's one part of the story. Right. And I think mm-hmm. especially with naturals, you get this sense that, well, there was this concept that if something is natural, it's the healthy choice, but not necessarily the more effective choice. Yeah. And we would take it to the other end and say, actually, these products are more effective because they're natural. Exactly. Because they don't have fillers and synthetics and things that actually rob your beauty and yeah. not enhance it. 
that are typically there for dollar value and shelf life. Yeah, they're there to make it you know. easier to sell expensive yeah. face cream, not because they're doing you any favors. Yeah. In what way have you both been diligent? I know, I don't know if it's one of your pillars, but it seems to me that you know you don't try to alienate anyone. And yes, the natural beauty space, the products, a lot of them are expensive. You know, not everyone can afford them. So, in what ways have you made the experience at Cap Beauty? you know, accessible to everyone in a way. That's something that's very important to both Cindy and myself um, and has been since we started the brand. Yeah, We know that these kind of products can be off-putting or ostracizing in terms of price point. We try our very best to have a really broad range of products in the store that can accommodate different pocketbooks. Mm. That being said, some items are just more expensive and they might not be for a certain person at a certain point in life. Yeah. There's products in the store that I'm not going to buy. Yeah. Um, but you know, we have four dollar lip balms, then we have two hundred and fifty dollar face serums. Yeah. So there's a really broad and spectrum. We have Twenty five dollar face serums. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. so we really pride ourselves yeah. on that. And then the other kind of component of that that I think we take very seriously as well is our education component is really big to us. And that is we have probably events in the store once a week in New York and kind of that in LA. We're starting to yeah. round out our calendar there and they're always free. And they're amazing people, like yeah. like the best TM teachers in the world, the best yeah. nutritionists. People are always happy to come and talk at CAP, and, and never, anyone can come. And to anyone those. can come. Well, anyone in New York can come. Yeah. But you know, if you can get to the store, you can come. Yeah. And and then similarly, we try to have a lot of that kind of content on our blog, and that way we can involve people in the lifestyle without you know, regardless of their yeah. spending ability. And there mm. are so many practices that are expensive and there are so many practices that are free. Yeah. And we try to highlight both, I think. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, meditations are f- free for everyone. Yep. Do people have time? That's a different conversation. But yeah. like two minutes, I think everybody probably has two minutes Definitely. if we're real with ourselves. Um, so that's a really big part of it. But we're fully aware of, you know, we're never going to compete with drugstore brands in terms of price. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Just like Erewhon's not going to compete with, you know, fine fare or whatever. It's like, it's just yeah. not going to happen. So there is a difference, but we try very hard to be conscious of that. And then also mm-hmm. do the offerings of the education. Yeah. And then, and then the converse of that too, is that there's women who wouldn't buy natural beauty if they couldn't get something that was $200. You know, there's women who just simply wouldn't trust these products if they weren't super refined and super yeah, right. you know, yeah. high end, frankly. And so... And men too. And and so, you know, not saying that our whole mission is just to serve those people, but in order for us to fulfill our mission, which is to get more people using more healthy products, we actually have to cover the range. Yeah, absolutely. And we're in and we're in an expensive neighborhood in New York City. And, <laughs> and helps. Yeah. Client, you know, the twenty dollar face creams aren't flying off the shelves like the two hundred dollar face creams are. Damn, and that's just are crazy. reality and that's that has to do with us just buying based on what our customers want. Yeah. And so we would never not have the $20 items on the shelves, but we also have to be realistic about what our customers want. I want to know what the, there's like studies around that where, you know, people perceive more value when something is more money. Not that I'm saying that those products are not absolutely worth, you know, what they are, but there's just such, such an interesting thing with perceived value. Mm-hmm. Oh, the psychology of perceived For value sure. is fascinating. For sure. 
Okay, so I kind of want to educate our listeners a little bit on like what does clean beauty mean? Like what are some things that they should be looking for? What are some absolute no-nos? What are some easy fixes or things that they could remove from, you know, their beauty or whatever that could be potentially harmful? So to be honest, we try not to go to this place. Okay. Um, you don't really need to say brands, this. but like, no, I just want to no, make no, people... No, I'm like, not even talking about brands. I'm oh. talking more about like what's bad. We mm. really like try hard yeah. to not focus on... Cindy has this really amazing analogy that she said like very early on when we started CAP, where we don't need another study on why cigarettes are bad for us. We know they're mm. bad for us. Let's just move on to the thing that's good for us. Mm. Yeah. So for us, we really like to focus on what the things are that are good. And we feel like the botanicals and all of the ingredients that are in the products in our range at CAP are really what's benefiting you. Mm-hmm. There are real like, yes, there are certain things that you don't yeah. want to be putting on your skin. To us, it's basically, yeah. we created a definition that's an internal definition for CAP and it's 100% synthetic free. Yeah. So we, for those of for re- listeners who don't know Cat Beauty, we're a natural beauty store. We carry a huge range of products and categories. We have almost 200 brands now. Yeah. Um, so we're like a Sephora, but everything is natural. And instead of making a list of these are the ingredients that we don't allow, we decided to just go with 100% natural, which means that nothing in our store has any synthetics in it whatsoever. So that to us seemed really clear cut and easy. Mm -hmm. It's actually not, but it is, um, we think an important distinction because there's always the possibility when, when ingredients are tested, oftentimes they're not tested in conjunction with one another. And so there are a lot of synthetics that might pass a certain kind of test, but you don't know how those react when they're paired with other synthetics. And so there's just so much advancement and so much good plant science that we just don't need those ingredients. And Carrie Lynn and I both love the fact that it's kind of like how we eat. The more kind of high potency, high nutrient ingredients we put on our skin, the better. Yeah. And so when you take away a lot of the preservatives, one of our formulate, one of our vendors and formulators who we really admire, was talking about the use of preservatives and products. And she said, I don't want to put anything on my skin that's designed to kill things. Mm. And if you Which think is like a it, classic herbalism tenet. It's like, yeah, it's like raw food. To kill. It's yeah, like, exactly. you know, we eat things that are alive. We eat things with life force. We want yeah. to put things on our skin and on our bodies with life force. Mm-hmm. We want things to vibrate at a much higher level than something that's completely concocted in the lab. And I think... If you start thinking about natural beauty that way, it kind of opens the doors Mm -hmm. for an understanding that takes you a little bit away from just like scanning the ingredient deck for parabens. And And when you walk into our store, it's like, um, it feels really different. And I'm not just saying that because we love it, but it's a constant comment from people who aren't even oriented towards beauty or naturals or anything like that. Like we had these amazing landlords for years and they were like old school Italian from the West village, lived here forever. Didn't believe in anything we were doing. I thought we were crazy. Loved us, but didn't, (laughs) they were amazing. We loved them, but they would walk in our store and they were like, why does it feel this way in here? And we're like, we're like, because it's all like these plant botanicals. Everything's vibrating. Everything feels Mm -hmm. really good. And I always Mm -hmm. say, it's like the difference between walking in our space and walking in, you know, a national drugstore. 
they're basically all quote unquote, the same products. There's cleansers, there's moisturizers, there's toners, Mm -hmm. but they feel very, very different. It's like going to a farmer's market versus going to a conventional grocery store. There's a difference in there. Yeah. Um, But I think you literally feel it on an energetic level. So we try to focus on what are those ingredients that really, really feel good on the skin, create luminosity, create radiance, create vitality. That being said, yeah, there's some stuff out there that like, no, we don't want anybody putting on their skin. Like Cindy said, parabens, like there's no reason Mm -hmm. for this to be used in skincare anymore. There's other alternatives that have become better. And then there's more alternatives that have become even better than the previous better. So there's like incarnations that are happening, which we think is like the most exciting thing in this, in this realm is seeing people develop formulations that we believe are healthier for people to replace these old things that people are recognizing are maybe not the most serving products or ingredients Mm. To that point, so you know, there's there's on the positive side, there are people that are developing things that are more clean. But do oftentimes pharmaceuticals and drug companies can reformulate things like parabens and change one tiny thing and then call it something else and then put it in? Does that that also happens? Very little regulation. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Almost zero. To me, a really big tip off is when something says paraben free. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, well, what? So you took like the parabens out. Free. Yeah. So you took the parabens out. Yeah. But then what else is in there? Like, yeah. when someone comes to us and says, I have this product, you guys should sell it's paraben free. I almost know right away that it's not natural. Yeah. See, that's Which so is helpful. To say, there's also products that might have that written on them that are really non toxic and good and maybe even 100% natural. But right. we also don't believe all synthetics are bad. Like, this is mm. a, a yeah. definition we created internally when we started. We now have way more information, but that is our definition that we abide by. And there are some synthetics that we think are fine. We choose not to have them in our products because we don't carry any synthetics. We think most of them are not great, but there are some that are not egregious. Yeah. You know, and for sure there are people making non-toxic beauty products that are probably in fact non-toxic. I think it's almost like there's almost not enough information out there for us to make the judgment call on a lot of them. It's a little, yeah. it's, it's very confusing and, and we do our best internally amongst Cindy and myself and our staff to keep up to date with what's happening. Yeah. But there's a lot of advances in this category and, um, you know, we created our standards thinking it was really simple. 100% seems really simple, right? Yeah. But we were super naive, and yeah. now there's it's a very gray, nuanced area yeah. that we try to stay on top of. But we're really just, we're really proud of that stance, and, yeah. and you know it's meant we can't carry nail polish, and we yeah. can't. There's certain products that mm. we don't have great selection of yet, but we also know that by sticking to this, someday we will. We really hope that it'll be the thing that will. Um, distinguish us this mm-hmm. kind of steadfastness to make make a nail polish that's all natural. Yeah. You know, we love getting our nails done. We tell people where to go to get their nails done. We're not anti it, but there's no natural nail polishes. Right. So and we can't carry them within the right. four walls of Cap Beauty. Right. And that's allowed people to come and shop at Cap without confusion. Yeah. They don't have to check and make sure each thing has or doesn't have the ingredient that they're yeah. afraid of. They can actually just shop. Totally. And I think it's a little bit of like, it's a little bit of a conundrum because we're saying one thing, like be really diligent, go deep, but also don't be rigid in the process. So there's like kind of a fine balance there that I think Cindy and I are always internally trying to find. And mm. we are very, very um, judgment-free. Like Cap is, if somebody comes in and 
they're using something that's not natural, that's great. Yeah. Like we're just here to show people mm. what works well for us and what mm. works well for others, but we are not judging anybody. Oh no. Like we said, everybody's on a different path and everybody's at a different place. Like yeah. two years ago, our conversation would probably be different in terms of like what our practices are. What are your um, opinions on kind of the the space itself, the health and wellness space itself? It's obviously becoming you know more popular, and more people are jumping on the train. How are you staying true to your brand? I think it can get really loud. Mm-hmm. You know, competitors come in. Um, you know, it's easy to say you put your blinders on, but you know, it's not always a reality that you can do that. Sometimes you kind of have to like see what they're doing and see how I can do it better or whatever it is. Have you have you found it to be challenging as the space kind of expands and there's more people in it? You know, I feel like this category is still so young that we kind of regard any noise in the category as promotional. Yeah. yeah. You know, like true. a great example is Goop, right? So Gwyneth mm. sells a lot of the same products we do. We're friends with them. Yeah. When Gwyneth Paltrow talks about natural beauty, it helps cap beauty. Yeah. yeah. Even if natural beauty. Even if she's even if she's selling some of the same products and we might lose some sales to them. We also gain a lot of sales because she's talking about it. And her so her platform is obviously much larger than yeah, ours. Yeah. And so we definitely try to try to view it through those lenses. Um, it's also sometimes really a good learning experience. Like you see the way someone else is operating and it either gives you ideas for what to do or what not to do. And it's important, I think, at the same time to just stay true to the DNA of your own company. We all do it a little differently. No two brands are the same. And somebody who responds really strongly to one of the other natural beauty stores might feel it's at home at Cap. And there's got to be something for everyone. In terms of the wellness space in general, you know, whatever way it expands that helps people find their practices is great. great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, most of us, like Carrie Lynn said, if you talked to us two years ago, the rituals we were talking about, even the diets we're following might not be the same. Yeah. And people naturally are going to cycle through different practices and different different focuses, like whether they're focusing on their emotional health or their mental health or their physical bodies. Those are all important pursuits. And so any tools available for people, I think are important. And then yeah. in terms of fake health and wellness, that's just something that we each have to like use our intuition and and dive in. And what might strike me as suspect might actually be somebody else's saving. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's room for everyone. Yeah. We feel the same way. Even in podcasting, we're like, okay. We just Mm. like are working all the time. We don't. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're literally pretty clueless about, we get that question sometimes and yeah, I don't even honestly know fully what it means. Yeah. It's Mm. like, we're just like, not to say, yeah, we're not aware, but like, I think any way somebody gets into something that benefits them, absolutely, it's great. Absolutely, does like, it appeal to me? Maybe yeah. not. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like that too. Yeah, like if I'll get a question like that, like people are like, "What do you think about you know the blogging, whatever?" I'm like, "I have no idea. I have my head yeah. on my ass all, all so day busy. long. Yeah, yeah. like doing my good, thing. <laughs> we're ju- we're actually at work creating our business and yeah. not yeah. always looking over our shoulders. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's yeah. definitely something to that to keep it." 
one, like uniquely your brand. Cause I think Probably, no matter what, if you're looking over your shoulder, you're seeing right. something that someone else is doing and you know, it, it inspires yeah. kind of the next thing I you're think doing. what Cindy said too is like, you know, cat beauty is not for everyone. And these other stores that are out there, they might be great for somebody. It might be something Definitely. that they reminds them of their childhood or shopping for beauty. Like, yeah, we're all so different. That, yeah. Like we have a really engaged audience. Right. Um, but there's other stores that have yeah. engaged audiences and, too. And like we said, we because of our standard of 100% natural, there's definitely products that we have less representation of. Yeah. We have fewer makeup lines than some of our competitors. Hair. We have fewer hair products. We don't have nail polish. But we're happy to see somebody getting healthier makeup, even if it's at another store. And that it's good that that exists with different standards so that people can find a mascara they like yeah. if they don't like the ones that we have. I mean, it's it's just, there have to be... We might lose some people, but we'll gain others. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And they might come to us for skincare and go buy their makeup somewhere else. Yeah. It's totally... It's just good to have... It's good to have... It goes back to the it, diversity. It, yeah. Thing. And it's good to be in a category and not just the standalone... Freak show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of pressure to all be the only place. <laughs> I love yeah. that. What are some products that you swear by that, you know, you guys have at Cap that are just like the bomb, like some new stuff that our girls can check out? Oh, God. What are I know there's so many, <laughs> but some that you're like, damn, this is crazy. I think we couldn't possibly answer that question without mentioning the Christina Holy from Marie Veronique line of skincare. Yeah. Um, Christina is a genius facialist and formulator. And she actually, um, we've known her for a long time. She designed our treatment protocol for our facials. She's like world studied and amazing and very science driven and very thoughtful. And her whole approach is about maintaining the barrier layer of the skin. So we all have a, you know, we're all familiar with the whole gut health microbiome Mm. conversation, but there's a microbiome on the skin surface as well. And a lot of the more aggressive treatments that people do, like the chemical peels, are really wearing away at that. And it's destroying your immune system, basically. It's destroying Mm. skin's immune system. And Christina's whole mission is to restore that and to create health at that level. And her products are really beautiful and genius. And honestly, like they are... They just, they come in and they leave the shelf. They're transformative. They're transformative, and we yeah. can't keep them We've in seen stock. Amazing results. With yeah, people. they're beautiful and really, um, as I said, very thoughtful. And yeah. the other thing that's distinct about them is they don't have any essential oils in them. Hmm. Which, of course, I'm not maligning essential oils, but there are a lot of people who seek out products without essential oils. And so it's a nice option. Yeah, it's a great option. Yeah. Um, what um, else? I'm obsessed. So I've been going back and forth now between LA and New York and the matcha that we sell and the matcha Mm. sticks are just like Mm. a game changer. I want everybody to have them. There was a guy who came in the store last night and he was going back to Paris today and I gave him some and some for his wife because it's such a great thing to travel with. Uh, Our matcha is amazing. It's organic. It's ceremonial grade. It's from Japan. It's really delicious. And we just last year launched them in these individual serving sticks. Yeah, um, which I'm great. really excited about. We'll also. send you guys. Yeah, that. yeah. Yes, oh, please. we'd love that. Yeah. They're great for bringing to work or on the plane or any, yeah. you know, they're the great. coconut butter is like oh, the daily on. hit. The daily Done. hit. <laughs> Have you guys tried the daily hit? Mm-mm. No. What, what is, is it? So... It's a CBD oil. Yeah, it's an oh. ingestible coconut 
oil. And we designed it because we're such foodies. We designed it as almost more like a food product than a supplement. We wanted people to use it like a food, like put it on your avocado toast, put it in your smoothie, on your soup, however, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever you're eating, you can just add it to. You can also just take a, take a serving. Yeah. Um, but it's delicious. It's really nutty and beautiful. It has some adaptogens in it. And it's just this beautiful product that people, the, probably the number one benefit I've heard from our customers is that it really helps with insomnia. Mm. Like we get people Hugely. who have gone down every road for insomnia, like serious insomniacs have said yeah. that this has transformed their life. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I don't wow. suffer from insomnia, thank God. But I'm apparently yeah, me saying, too. I'm like yeah. out. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I can feel lucky. Anywhere. That's awesome. Um, what else? I'm also, what else am I love? I'm right now? upset. I've been upset. It's not a new thing for us, but Jiva Apoa's body oils are oh, like so beautiful. So ritualistic mm. and beautiful. In Fiore is a line In that Fiore. I always go back to. They're, they're calm. I have rosacea and their calm oil is probably the one product that I've tried that really has the ability to calm that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a redness relief serum from Christina Holy and Marie Veronique that's been really helpful for that. Yeah. But that calm oil to me is just intoxicating. It yeah. was one of my first loves when we mm-hmm. opened CAP. So I'm always, um, actually need to go get some. Yeah. She also makes a beautiful face cream called Creme de Fleur that yeah. I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with. She's creams are creams are a little harder to come by in the natural beauty space mm-hmm. because yeah, yeah. the formulation oils don't need the preservative systems yeah. that creams do. And so there are fewer of them. And so when you find a good one, it's like, yeah. There's a couple lines out of Hawaii that I'm really into oh, now. Yeah. Mahalo and Leilani are just mm. so evocative of like, being in Hawaii vacation with all caps yeah. <laughs> so that has been really mm-hmm. I think Cindy and I both love the idea of that kind of holiday and yeah. they're just they're effective as well but they yeah. also transport you through their scent profiles yeah there's so many good things I in there know. it's like so it's really hard to May Lindstrom's Jasmine Garden is will forever be in my refrigerator yeah. um it's like one of my favorite products it smells like heaven and it's just mm-hmm. gorgeous there's so, so what- many good the way you talk about products is like poetic, <laughs> makes me want to like have my own little night to myself. I know. Oh, you and should. It's so important. Yeah. I mean, I do and probably more than than the average, but I think it's really important. <laughs> it's we really important, <laughs> I think, as we, you know, if our listeners are starting their own businesses, if they're getting married, they're having kids, you know, it's like these Products are not only just products, but mm-hmm. they are a part of a ritual that... That's one of my favorite parts about it. Like I come from the fashion world and there was always this, um, you know, when somebody buys a dress, they don't wear that dress all the time. But with product, you're engaging with it on the daily. And there's mm-hmm. so much, I find so much joy and happiness when we pack up bags for people when we're in the store. It's amazing. And you, you recognize that they're going to actually participate with these on the daily. They're a part of their life now. It's not just like a skirt in a closet that you wear yeah. once a month that's beautiful. That's another thing that's beautiful. Yeah. But this is really about that act of consistency, mm-hmm. which I think has been one of the biggest game changers yeah. for Cindy and myself. Like we get asked a lot about balance and we don't I don't really believe in balance. I don't even understand it. But consistency yeah. is something that really, really, really makes sense to us. Like yeah. what you do all the time is how you are. And that's how these products are just designed to work. It's like, you can't just pour the whole bottle of toner on your face and expect to have transformed skin. 
But when you use it every day, there's a patience and like a real beauty and faith that happens there with skincare, especially like I had a lot of skin challenges growing up. Like I was told by the doctors, like you just didn't win the skin lottery Mm -hmm. and this is how it (laughs) is. And Cool. You're like, thanks. I know. (laughs) It was really common. And then when you recognize that consistency and faith in what you're doing actually impacts you and makes a difference, there's real power in that. Like Mm. you get to change something. And that's really, really, I think, fundamentally powerful as a person. I love that. And then realizing your skin's alive. It's different every day. Yeah. Mm. That's the truth. What is one um, for you guys working as best friends? Like, what's like a tip to keep your relationship healthy and working? And Ooh. make sure that she comes back from California. <laughs> uh, I know. I almost when we met out here, I was like, "Can you stay?" <laughs> we don't have a lot of those challenges, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I think that like the move to California has probably been the hardest yeah. because we're not together all the time. But it's also probably really. I mean, not probably. It is really good for the business. It's good for efficiency. Otherwise, we'd literally do everything together and that's not that efficient. Yeah. Um, But when you're working together and you're physically together, there's going to naturally be a lot more just friendship talk and friendship exchange. And the way it is now, we get on the phone with each other. We have like 12 things to go over with each other regarding the business and we've got to look at photos and we're texting about yeah, approving labels for things. And there's not as much time to naturally just know what's going on in each other's lives in terms of like our kids and our husbands and our day-to-day. Like, I don't know what she has for dinner every night. I used to always know. (laughs) But I'm not so good at that too. Like, we got to do this, 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 this. Right. And so I think we miss that for sure. And I think that, you know, at the same time, I would imagine for most people that kind of separation could actually be a relief, but I think for us, we miss each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I feel that. that. Yeah. Well, thank you for inspiring Krista and I too, because whenever mm-hmm. we like meet, you know, other friends mm-hmm. in business, it's always mm-hmm. just a reminder, you know, mm-hmm. to remember why you started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a cool collection of people, I have to say, those of us who have ventured into business with our friends and, it usually, I you know, I don't know if it usually works or usually doesn't work, but it is inspiring to see it work in other women, especially to women share. I, yes. mean, I think like the biggest thing for me is to like share in our um, accomplishments, and then also when stuff is hard, to have somebody to call. Absolutely, that's yes. huge. I mean, yeah. I was a, Cindy as well, but I was a sole proprietor for so long mm-hmm. that it was it became really heavy on my. Um, love relationship because yeah. I took all of that to my husband and it wasn't fair to him and it wasn't right. fair to our relationship. So to have somebody else to share in the really highs and like, oh God, are we going to make payroll week? Those, you know, like that's really important. I think that's fundamentally important to have somebody watch you go through that and go through it together and then get to the other side. hundred percent. Yeah. And I, you know? think, I think also that Carrie Loom was talking about like when things are difficult. Yeah. One of the kind of great things I've noticed is that the things that I get freaked out about are not the same things that Carrie Lynn is freaked out about. And so if I'm freaking out about something, she's often like a sounding board of, oh, I don't have to worry so much about that. Yeah. And vice versa. And so, you know, it's it's really reassuring to see somebody who's in it with you not worried. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. Because we are inclined to worry about different things. Yeah. 
you know, as we all know, worrying about something doesn't help. You can know to act and know to kind of take care of it, but worrying in and of itself doesn't do anything. So I also think it's deepened and strengthened our partnership too, though. Like the the separation that we are sad about, I think has given individual responsibility to each other in a way that we, for whatever reason, had a hard time creating before because we were like Mm. one person. So I think that it actually has been, Cindy and I haven't fully talked about this, but I think it has empowered both of us in our roles. We also support each other completely and no, like literally almost no decision goes by that we don't run by each other. You know, we have separate titles, but it's all like coming from one collective decision, which is between the two of us. And And that's been empowering, I think. I think a lot of like the most famous business partnerships have been like there's a creative and a business person. Yeah. And I think in our case, it's really interesting in that we're sort of both, both, yeah, but in different areas. Yeah. And so like technically Carrie Lynn's our CEO, I'm our chief creative. There's a lot of times that I'm stuck like on a photo shoot or doing a design and, and I ask Carrie Lynn her opinion and she's like, art directs me out of the corner and it's amazing. And she has such a sense of style and such a sense, a strong aesthetic. And it has a lot of background and experience in design. Mm. And that's something that brings a lot of value to the company. I mean, we just respect each other so much. Like that morning I woke up and was like, I have to do this with Cindy. It was like, there's no one else that I respect like Cindy in many, many ways, but also design-wise, aesthetic-wise. There really isn't. Like, and I, you know, our taste is very specific. Yeah. So I think it's really quite unusual and our taste influences each other. Yeah. But I think it's unusual to find somebody that you align with so closely when your design sensibility isn't on the straight and narrow all the time. Right. Mm. You know? Right. So and I think like I just respect yeah. Cindy so much yeah. and I hope she does as well. So I think that it all goes back to like that respect. Yeah. yeah and I, I think also as especially in matters of things like design, as your company grows, you get to a point where Sure, there's my personal taste, and then there's Cat Beauty, the brand. And yeah. so Carrie Lynn and I have nothing but respect for each other's personal taste and style. It overlaps in a lot of places, but we both, more than anything, really know what Cat Beauty looks like and what Cat Beauty feels like, and yeah. so and what it sounds like. So there's the language, the images, the design. That's something that stands on its own. Yeah. And so, like, we could personally evolve and change separately from the brand evolving and changing. And I think that's something that a good business person has to wreck. You know, you have to reckon with that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I think like for Lindsay and I too, you know, our brand almost 30 is a mix of our voices, but it's not specifically our voices. It's like, it's our own living, breathing voice and branding. And I think that I completely align and agree with that. And that's so cool when those come together to create a new voice. When two voices actually come together to create a whole separate thing is I think where magic happens. Mm. Yeah. Like I'm not, I can talk till I'm blue in the face and you can talk to her. She's blue in the face, but I think we're infinitely more interesting talking together. Oh, And that's kind of what we get from a lot of people who we talk to. It's like, yeah, Yeah. they like talking to us individually, but like Mm -hmm. there's like something kind of magical that happens there. Yeah. Just from familiarity, understanding, mm-hmm. respect, yeah. mission, all that stuff just like kind yeah. of morphs. I find it really interesting also doing like speaking engagement kind of stuff, like sitting on panels. Mm. It's something that I probably would want to like throw up and hide if I had to do <laughs> that. On. But as Cap Beauty, yeah, it's easy. It's yeah. really interesting, I think, is like 
well, you can be personally for a cause, you're not terrified and shy and driven stage fright and that kind of thing. And, but when you're there because you're the brand, it's mm. a totally different experience. Absolutely. We feel the same way. Yeah, there's yeah. just something that happens. There is a magic there. Well, we're so excited to share this with our listeners and they can find you guys on Instagram, Cat Beauty Daily, which is gorgeous, okay? Yeah, oh. I mean, the aesthetic is insane, catbeauty.com. And you both, you are working on a book, is that correct? We are, we're done with our book. Oh, congrats. Congrats. Yeah, it's out. We have, um, we each have, we each have an advanced copy. We have like two, three in existence and, um, (laughs) but we're super proud of it. It's like, oh, we can't wait. That's amazing. The world of styling photography and working on books to see it go from these ideas to the images to the printed book and not get diluted in any way. It's like, I'm, we're so proud of it. It's, oh, it's well, that's Cindy a testament style. to you guys. That's amazing. The beginning, but like Cindy was, Cindy was a stylist forever and she styled it. My husband, who's our photographer, shot it. And it was very, I mean, it really came to life. And yeah. it's like, it's wow. so beautiful. Yeah. And it's half cookbook, half ritual. So it very much embodies what our philosophy yeah. is. It's called High Vibrational Beauty. We have recipes and rituals for radical self-care. And it's like really practical and really out there. Yeah. It's a manual that is like mesmerizingly pretty. Yeah. I have to say. And it's kind of surreal and weird and it's great. Definitely. We we sort of go deep, but also make it accessible. And yeah, we also got to work with Victoria Granoff, who's a brilliant food stylist. She styled food for Irving Penn. I mean, she's like legendary. We let her run wild and... Yeah. John they do his thing. It was, a, it was like a beautiful like, collaboration. It was yeah. awesome. And it comes out April 3rd. Yep. April 3rd. Okay, good. Yay. Yeah. And you guys also have brick and mortar shops in New York and the mm-hmm. new Fred Siegel in LA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we do. Amazing. The store out here is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. It's Isn't so it, beautiful. It's beautiful. It's kind of like Cindy always calls it the Hollywood version of our. Mm-hmm. It really is. But I, we can't wait to like visit it. Like some plastic surgery <laughs> to our store, you'd end up with just a little tighter in there. Yeah. Yes. A little tighter. <laughs> it's made it LA. <laughs> It's very LA. It's we very Hollywood. It. I love yeah. it. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank you for inspiring you us and Thanks, keep guys. doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. This space is something that really has changed our life um, and our listeners as well. So thank you thank so much. Thank you guys for what you're doing, for sharing. Yeah. I, I love, now that I live in LA, I listen to podcasts all the time, obviously. Oh, yeah. And I love yours. And I just think it's so great that you're bringing so much content that's important to... I'd really, I'm imagining diverse audience. Yeah. It's great. It's like we were talking about like however people tap in and learn is just great. And yeah. so thank you for sharing it yeah. with thank others. You. Yeah. Thank you for making the time. Um, and we'll hope to see you soon. Next time you're in LA, we'll, uh, yes, we'll find you. <laughs> hang out. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, thank ladies. Have a wonderful day and you a wonderful too. week. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye.